Mexico. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the DMV Business Show. I'm your host, Odo Sevilla. And today I have a very special guest for you. We have Yasmin Serhoni. She's the owner of the Capital Flower Ferry. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you, Otto. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Before we get into your personal story, if someone's hearing this and they haven't heard of the Capital Flower Ferry, if you can just give us an overview of who you guys are. Yeah, of course. So the Capital Flower Ferry is a company I founded a year ago. We focus on floral design. Uh, and we do everything ranging from events to personal deliveries of bouquets and arrangements. Um, we also, I mean, I'm trying to branch out to commercials and like branded photo shoots that require large floor installations. Um, I prefer to work with fresh or dried, but if it's like an outdoor installation that calls for silks i would i would go that that route my but my preference and the reason why i started this was for fresh flowers that's great i can't wait to get into as far as what led you to even start this business a year ago uh but yeah. be before that are you originally from the dmv area here no so i was born in dallas texas but my parents moved back home to algeria when i was four um, so both of them are from Algiers, Algeria, uh, which is in North Africa. Um, I grew up there and graduated high school at 16, then moved back to the U.S. I went, attended the George Washington University and then uh, graduated with a, an accounting and hospitality management degree. Worked in accounting for three years in audit <laughs> and then... Um, it was a very slow process for me to leave because I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I knew I had a passion for hospitality, but didn't want to work in a hotel. I loved the F&B industry, but didn't want to work for in a restaurant either. Um, so it was a very slow process for me to discover what my passion really was. It wasn't something I grew up knowing. Um, it, 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 I think it happened during COVID for me. Um, I started like watching videos on how to make arrangements. And it's weird because I wasn't even making them. I was just like learning about it, learning how to do it. It was just like something I would do for fun. Um, and then slowly I started buying flowers, just putting them in, in vases, like in water, like nothing crazy. And then my the first ever arrangement I made was 2021 when my younger brother was born. I just made one to celebrate that. And then um, my father saw it and he was like, well, you should make one and just gift it to our building. So I did that and then they loved it. And I think that's how it started. I started posting on Instagram, wasn't making any sales. I was just posting what I was making for home. And then I got my first sale from Julia Kent, who is a, a creative director at the Washington Ballet. And that was my first client. And then it just started from there. I started doing events and have a, I, I left my job in February of last year. And yeah, 
that's where I am now. <laughs> I love it. There's so much to unpack here. I can go so many ways. How, how did even Julia Ken find you? Instagram. Oh, ah. no, I'm sorry. No, that wasn't. I actually gifted uh, a, an arrangement to the ballet. And she saw it when she walked in. And then she reached out on Instagram. And yeah, she made an order for for one of their teachers who was celebrating a birthday. And yeah. So th this gifting, as far as you gifting the ballet, then you said you gifted to your, I think your dad's building where he resided. Yeah. It, it's, yep. it sounds like um, it sort of helps open the doors, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I was, I, I knew that it would help, but at the same time as I was doing it to create content, I, I wanted to build my Instagram, build my portfolio, because, you know, in that industry, everything is visual. You can't, mm -hmm. like, sell anything if you don't show anything. So that's how I, that was the initial intention with that. But I have to say, it helped me not only, like, make my first sales, but also network with people, like, just starting to gift around, repurposing what I was doing. Um and it, it really, it really took, it was a huge step for me, like just doing that. Where did you learn that? Was that a YouTube video? No, I just, I just knew flowers were dying. I didn't want them to go to waste. Sure. So I want, I wanted people to enjoy them. That, that's smart. Now you did mention that you just started watching videos online and yeah. you said, then you bought a flower or two and just put them in a vase what what made you even interested because you can watch videos about cooking right or knitting or any other yeah. subject but what yeah. was it about the flowers that piqued your interest that's a good question um well i think it was always in the back of my head that i loved flowers i loved being surrounded by flowers i think it started with my grandma she she used to have a very small balcony but she always had crazy flowers in it and I think I was always interested in what she was doing there how she was planting them and um, I think it was always there but it took a while for me to actually like dig deeper and find that I wanted to live that passion mm -hmm. it was I feel like we all have something we're passionate about but it sometimes takes years to uncover it and for me, it took going through accounting to actually realize I needed to get out and and really like think because I was in a space that I didn't see myself for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I was really like trying to find what that passion was for me and really like exploring different things. So I think if you have a passion for something and it's really back in your subconscious. You just have to like research and, and try different things, watch different YouTube videos. And and yeah, I went through the, the cooking videos as well. I went through different things, but I mean, once once you find it, then you'll know that's that's what really sparks and you you dig deeper. So once once you saw the, the videos on the flowers, you're like, this is it. Let me try this and experiment yeah. and see where it can lead. And, yeah. and, it, and it's interesting, Yasmin, how it, it started. You went back to memories when, how old were you when, as far as seeing your mother, your grandmother, I'm sorry, your grandmother in the balcony with her flowers and attending to them? 
Yeah, I was I was very young. Um, was this here or where? No, that was back home in Algiers. Okay. Um, she still lives in the same place, but she I think now she only has one pot because she she got older and it's too much for her to take care of. But I since I can remember, she used to have like so many different types and I was always like asking her about like different names and she knew all of the names and she would like tell me that what each one needed and I just saw like that it was a lot to learn like she had so much knowledge that I don't even know how she knew all of these things like we didn't have she didn't have the internet to just google like but she she did and I think it just amazed me and and we also like have a lot of flowers growing like and everywhere back home so I it was always like something I enjoyed a lot so you were born here you said in Dallas Texas but then both of your parents and you all went back home to Algeria right yeah yeah yep yep how how was it I know you were telling me right now about your grandmother back home but how, how was it growing up there because most of your childhood and teenage years until you came here to GW for college was back home yeah um so it was it was amazing growing up there I I'm very lucky that I got to learn uh, and live through my heritage and 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 understand my culture and didn't lose that because even if I'm living here it's still like part of of who I am so I'm very thankful that I actually got immersed into that culture um so yeah growing up there was great I I attended public middle school, then uh, went to the French high school there um, and took like the baccalaureate there. So, I mean, it, it really opened my mind and, and the, a lot of doors to me because in, in that high school, we it was very challenging and I, I got to perfect my English before coming to the U.S. I got to speak French, fluently Arabic, um, and I, I got to grow up around my family, which is, which is something I miss a lot now, like I don't have that, um, but I, I, I'm very grateful for these years, especially the years with my grandparents, um, because my grandpa is not here anymore, and I, I got those years with him, so I'm very, very grateful. That's great. How many languages yeah. do you know? So now I speak uh, English, Arabic, French, a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> I need to work <laughs> on that Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but it's very, very useful. I mean, um, it's not, I, I, I can't take any credit for it because I grew up, I mean, I'm not the only one, everyone who went to my high school speaks three languages. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have to say, like, it's, it's great. It's great knowing all of these languages. Yeah, I, I believe that depending on where you are, of course, in the world, but more international, it, it's more common to come across someone who knows more than one language compared to here, even though America yeah. is a huge immigrant country um, yeah, from yeah. different nationalities. But you do, I think, find it more often abroad. That's true. That's very true. Um, and I mean, it's 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 a chance that I have, I have to say, I feel very lucky that um, my parents got me through that system and that I, I left high school knowing those three languages. Yeah. So you said after GW and 
majoring in hospitality and accounting, you decided to go into the audit side of things, um, yes. which I understand because my wife's a CPA. Um, oh. So, and, and, and she did audit uh, in college as an internship, and she decided to go the taxes route instead of the audit okay. route. Um, so she, she's still doing that. And while in accounting, doing auditing, mm-hmm. that's when you picked up this interest on the side of the flowers, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for me, um, I started with, with audit right away, right after graduating. Um, I had interned in audit while studying. So I had lined up the job for my after graduating. And I, it was going well. I was starting to get promoted. I got to senior. And then, you know, like right after you're a senior, the next uh, promotion would be manager. And if you want to be a manager in audit, you have to have your CPS. I'm sure you already know. Um, so that's why the time was sticking for me. It was like either I commit to this and if I'm taking the CPA, I better stay and stick to accounting or I found a way out. Uh, and I think that's what really helped having that added pressure. Um, but yeah, like you said, I did it on the side for a while before leaving my job. I didn't like leave right away. Um, so that's what I would suggest doing. If if you're thinking of switching careers, like try to do both for a while before you make a switch. So on the side, that's when you started gifting you know, yeah. arrangements to people. But it wasn't until last year, you said, Yasmin, that the Capital Flower Fairy was actually established? Yes. Uh, I started making a few sales here and there before leaving. Um, but it wasn't, I, I, I didn't have my first event until afterwards. So what made you, because if someone's listening to this and they're like, I think I found my calling, whatever that may be, but yeah. I'm afraid to jump, right? Um, and leave my W-2 and my benefits and everything else. Um, How It was fairly recent, just a year ago. So how how did you work through all that in your mind as far as finally Um, making that that jump and decision? So I didn't ask myself too many questions. (laughs) I, I mean, of course, you have to ask yourself the reasonable questions. You have to take into account how many expenses you have. Um and what types of revenue can bring in. For me, I knew I could go into freelancing and I wasn't afraid about losing the benefits or or having a huge pay cut. Uh, I knew as part of the process. Um, and I would say, like, really don't ask yourself too many questions. Ask yourself the important ones, but don't doubt yourself. And don't, because it's very easy to dissuade yourself from doing something and making that big of a jump. So if I think back again to how, like my thought process, I, I realized that I really didn't go through a lot of questions. I just jumped because I knew I loved it. I knew I could go far with it. I trusted my ability to work and my ability to find a job if anything happened and I had to go back. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, just trust yourself, trust uh, your ability to go far in that project. And that's that's how I did it for me. <laughs> be- be- before this happened, you said you had done a couple sales here and there, but nothing big from what you mentioned. So yeah, did, yeah. did you have any 
savings in place or anything to hold you up to when the money, yeah, the revenues yeah. would start coming in? For sure. I had, I had a lot of savings for, I, I calculated enough savings for a year um, without any jobs, but I don't think you need that much. Uh, personally, that's what I did, but there's a lot of, you can do part-time before leaving. You can do, um, for me, I also took a lot of freelance jobs for other florists. Um, I'm lucky because this industry is very uh, open. You can work for anyone and without being an employee there and learn from there. So I kind of saw that as, a, as my own internship because it's a very different path than like for accounting, for example. Mm -hmm. So I just like created my own, um, my own college experience. I, I went through internships by freelancing for other florists and, and I did like online classes with florists that offer that for new businesses. And that that's how I did it. But so I think Without, if you have to not be afraid of the pay cut, you have to not be afraid of the change. <laughs> yeah, that that's good. So you you had at least one year of savings, but like you mentioned, if someone's listening yeah. to this, and maybe they might need less depending on what their situation yep. is. Everyone's situation yep. is different. Exactly. This freelancing, this was also income coming in for you, or were you doing it free? No, I was I was getting paid for it. So okay, so that's great. Uh, like you said, building that experience at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing for me. Um, it it gave me the confidence to think that I could do it, even if I had never done it for a client. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like for example, I had never done a full altar floral installation before. Uh, but if I had a proposal with a client talking to me about having one, because I had that experience with another florist, I could confidently say that I could do it, even though I had never done it for a client, you know. Um, so it was great. It was a, a great path for me um, to arrive to where I am. And I'm still learning. I'm still doing that. It's still like um, a long way to go for me, but it's what has been working so far. That's great. Yasmin, from a marketing standpoint, what do you do now to drive traffic to your business? Yeah. Um, I have to say like the number one thing for me is Instagram um, because it's, like I said, very visual mm -hmm. and people need to see what you can do, what you've been doing before they can book you. So Instagram is like becoming a like live portfolio for a lot of us in the industry. Um, but also word of mouth is a huge thing. Um, I'm getting a lot of proposals from people who heard of me through past clients. Um, having a website also helps. Uh, I think it's very important. Um, but yeah, for me, number one is Instagram. And I've heard from a lot of florists in the, in the, around me, like in the DMV, that that's what it has been for them too. You know, with Instagram, I'm hearing that the organic is, has sort of decreased compared to how it was in the past. I don't know if you've seen it lately, but how are even people finding you in the first place in Instagram? Are they searching flower arrangements or certain terms or 
other ways? I don't know if you're advertising through there or. So both, um, they are searching for like those keywords, like florists in the DMV, um, event florists, but also I, I use in, uh, advertise, advertising, but I think also the third thing I would add is getting tagged through other vendors page. Uh, that helps a lot if if they see that you've worked with someone they want to hire or that they're interested in. Um, and even like if they're looking through they, their page and they would lend up to yours. So that also is very helpful. So I guess they're in another florist page and Instagram and then that florist tags you or no? Not automatically a florist, but I would say a planner or a photographer or any uh... other vendor that works uh, in the in the wedding industry helps a lot. It's almost like a referral partner there as far as, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it, it works both ways, you know, like I have referred other vendors that were needed for, for my bride. Um, if, if you work with someone and they're amazing, then why not recommend them? Yeah. No, no, I agree. You're helping each other out. I love that. Yeah. 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 What would you say drives and motivates you? Um, I think throughout all of the hardship, because it's very difficult, it's very labor intensive. I think, uh, really what drives me is knowing that I'll be doing something different and something new and that it would be entirely like my own creation, my own design. I think that that's like really the adrenaline boost that I need, um, it's it's like my favorite part, like getting through the event and having those flowers, flower buckets in front of me and just seeing the blank canvas and it's my time to shine. I can just start it and build something. I think it's amazing. Almost like an artist. It, it almost like I was never considered the artist growing up. It was always, always my sister. Like she was so artsy and like different types of arts, like, painting uh beads like like jewelry um a lot of different things she was making but it was never me uh so finding like this medium that is flowers to express myself almost as an artist it just feels amazing yes but does the uh, i guess it may vary depending on the arrangement like how obviously this all takes a lot of time depending right like on average how long does it take to do an arrangement so a small arrangement can take like 15 to 30 minutes and then the big ones can take up to two hours and then floral installations like big altars or like like you know those arch floral, mm -hmm. floral art that can take up to four hours um like it, it really depends on how many flowers you're putting <laughs> but yeah it, it some some of them can take more more time. I would say the hardest part would be like processing the flowers, like prepping them before you design. That that takes a lot of time. Where do you typically get your flowers? Do you have a, a go to source that you like to use? Yeah, I I have a wholesaler in Potomac. Okay. Uh, there's also a lot of farms that we work with that are amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm very lucky to be in a space where we have options 
we have accessibility. So um, it's great. It has been great so far. What advice would you give someone if they wanted to start their own business? Maybe it's in the floral industry. Maybe it's not totally different. Any pointers? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it, just do it. Don't overthink anything. Um, if it's something you are passionate about and that you can see yourself doing for a long time, then do it and don't give up if it gets hard because it will get hard. Um, you just have to to thrive and and go and go through it. Just live for the for the proud moment. Uh, speaking about getting hard, um, because it will get hard, and I completely agree with you. Um, during this year or so that you've opened the business, I'm sure you've had some setbacks, maybe some bigger than others or smaller. Anything that come to mind as far as maybe your favorite fail and, and what did you learn from that? Yeah. Um, well, I I don't know that I, there is any failure so far. There's always like mistakes that when I think about, um, I reflect and I'm, I'm like, oh, I should have done that differently or next time I better watch out for this. Uh, but definitely like the, the hardest moment for me was um, one day after breaking down for an event, uh, we were done and everything went great. We were picking up everything. I was going home. It was 3 a.m. I was very tired. I was, I took like everything that was left in the car, carried it home. And right when I was leaving the elevator, I dropped a mug on my toe and it started swallowing. It was so painful. I ended up losing the, the, the nail. I hope it, it, it's going to grow back. I don't know yet, <laughs> but it was just, I felt so exhausted because mm -hmm. it's very labor intensive and I was like ready to give up. I was like, I, I don't think I can do this. It's a lot on me. Um, but then I just realized it's just, I need to have more help. I need to have more freelancers and more hands and divide the work. I, it, it's not something you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so from that moment, then you decided to hire some people on a freelance basis? Yeah, yeah. So the the great thing about this industry, like I mentioned, is that we can, uh, we there's access to freelancers who have like years of experience. A lot of, of the time, if not every time, they know more than me because they've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. But it's people who choose to not have a business or maybe have a business and also share their knowledge. And they would just come and work for how many hour, how, however many hours you need them to and would get paid hourly. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's amazing. It has been amazing so far. I am so grateful that it's easier for this industry than for another because there, there are freelancers that can help you through this process. Where do you find these freelancers? I don't know. Is there a platform or app that you that that's that's out um, there to use in the industry? If there is a platform, I would love to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been just using word of mouth and Instagram and just talking to people, and that's how I've been meeting new freelancers. 
Sure. So besides these freelancers, Yasmin, you're you're practically doing everything in the business, right? Yeah. Wearing yeah. all the hats right now. How, how is yeah. that? Or how, how do you prioritize, let's say, your schedule and day? Um, so for like an event week, it's very uh, straightforward. It's always like the same process. The first day would be uh, maybe on a Tuesday. It's about like picking up the flowers. And then Wednesday would be processing and then uh, starting like small arrangements that will stay in water, that would stay fresh. And then the following day would be like the full design day leading up to um, the, the event day. Um, but I would say like proposals I work on, I try to work on right after I have a, I have a meeting with the client. Um, so that's like always my priority. Mm -hmm. Um, other and like ordering flowers also like that's also something I work on I try to work on those things in the morning when I'm fresh um, and then the rest is posting on Instagram and getting uh, pictures back from photographers that I can use so that's that's how I, I I work on everything. I I try to prioritize things because there's always a million things that have to get done or that are on my list to do. But I always try to see like what is really needed right now. So and it's it's hard. Like I don't I don't always do the best at 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 that. But I I try. So from the sounds of it, it sounds like the first part of the day, the beginning, of the morning is proposals and emails yeah. out, and then. The second half is more on the marketing and the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Instagram can take uh, a long time. So I just <laughs> leave it second. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. So as far as the creation, you do that, I guess, in the evenings at night? Or when, when does that happen? No, if, if it's a production week, then um, Instagram is usually not um, tackled most of the times. Um, because design takes priority. Like if it's if it's if I have an event that weekend, um, then it would be like that's my focus for the day. Okay, I see. Yeah. Do you do you have any specific habits or traits you feel that have helped you, whether for the business or just for the personal side of things? Um, I don't know about habits. I know about mindsets. Uh, I try to always like stay positive and see the the best of any situation. Like if uh, something went wrong, I I didn't get the right flower, um, or I didn't get the right help, then I try to think about the best solution, the best approach to stay positive, show that the client, uh, show to the to the client that everything is the way they would want it. Um, I think there's a lot of things that can come up, especially when you have an event that weren't planned or didn't go the way you want it. And there's always, they, it's always things that could break the event if you don't deal with them properly. Um, so I think knowing that prepares me a lot because I always like try to do my best so that things go perfectly but I always know that when I get to that point when I get to that week um, 
there will be things that didn't go as planned and I just have to be flexible. That's always what I, I tell myself, like be ready for things that were not the way you wanted them. And just at that point, you just let go of the image you wanted and just work around what happened. And sometimes we can almost be our worst critic, um, especially when you're wearing all the hats and like you said, yeah. things happen. Um, you cannot foresee everything. Um, so do you ever get yourself in a moment where maybe you're thinking negatively or something or you're down, whether an event didn't work out or the marketing or the sales isn't what you wanted? or And what's, how do you get out of that, especially you being alone and wearing everything right now, doing everything? Well, um it's hard sometimes I like <laughs> look sure. at a picture of, of like something I designed and I'm like, oh gosh, I, I wish I just took a step back and look at it so I could have fixed that. And I mean, I, I talked, I talked through, um, through it to my, to my fiance most of the time. I mean, he just like makes me realize that I'm, yeah. I'm being too picky and I, I have to, <laughs> I have to accept that it's done and that, I'm the only one who will see that that way. <laughs> yeah. You said you talk with who? My my fiance, he okay. has been uh, a, a very very helpful person through the the entire process to just like keep me grounded and push me like through through it all. Um he he's someone who's very uh disciplined in life and I think because I met him and I've known that type of discipline. I I was able to make that switch because I've seen him like thrive every day, like waking up super early, um, going to the gym every single day. Uh, and he never like complains or, or sees it as like an extra effort that he makes. It's just, he made the decision to do something and he keeps going. Um, and I think that's something like that's a trait that most entrepreneurs need if they want to keep growing in their business. Um, you need to keep your discipline. Like you have to to keep going every day. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Consistency is key, and and I yeah. think um, for me myself, I also every morning wake up and work out, and I think that's helped me besides just forget the physical it was just more of a, the mind for me that yeah. it just helps, especially with business, because like you said, you're going to be hit many times yeah. with things and it's just like, okay, yes. Yep. Well, does, that's does, amazing <laughs> that you work have, out every day. <laughs> does he happen to have his own business as well or no? Yeah. yeah. He also, he also does. Uh, okay. He's an entrepreneur as well. He's in retail. Um, and I think, yeah being with someone like that that sees it that sees the corporate world a certain way and that has always tried to make it on his own um definitely like helped me think things through and um and want that for me as well what would you say jasmine is your <laughs> biggest challenge with your role today at the capital flower fairy <sighs> my biggest challenge mm. that's a hard question um 
I think I think my biggest challenge would be my own limits. So it would be it would be like knowing what the priority is because there's always something to work on. Um and for me it, it, sometimes it gets hard like figuring out like what should I start with? What my sh- attention should be fo- focusing towards because there's no one to tell you um this is what you have to do this is what's due now um this is what i want next week like mm-hmm. it's all it falls on you um so yeah especially if you are someone who left uh who started their professional life in a in a setting like that where you always have a boss or supervisor telling you what to do um and, and you just <laughs> all of a sudden don't have anyone <laughs> i mean for me i think that's the hardest thing yeah no no it's true especially if you're coming from the sort of corporate environment right and now yeah. you're going yeah. off on your own and there is that person does not exist it's just you doing everything yep yeah exactly. um you always come across that I, I i personally try to focus on sort of income producing activities like what can i do right mm-hmm. now to to bring in revenue or sales and obviously it's not going to bear fruit today but yeah. in the future because everything you do today whatever activity it's going to hopefully lead to something down the road in the future and um but then like you said then you can get sidetracked with you saw this thing or you're replying then to this email or or you're thinking about marketing ideas and you're like oh okay um so yeah. you can be everywhere at once exactly yeah That's that. What do you know now that you wish you would have known at the start of your business career? Um, I, well, now I know that I can get to where I want to. Um, at the start, I wasn't sure if I would ever like book a wedding. I like was asking myself, are people only going to buy bouquets and arrangements for me will I get to a point where someone trusts me enough to like have their wedding on my in my hands um and I think um if I knew it maybe I would have focused my marketing towards that earlier uh or I would have prepared for it sooner uh or even maybe I I would have done more style shoots just like for weddings so I mean, it serves me as a lesson to know that I will get to where I want in the future um, and that I just have to keep going and start putting it out there from now without waiting. Um, You have to show to the world what you're capable of before the world trusts you to do it. Like that when you're in creating mode and you're working on the arrangement are you doing that from where from home or somewhere else or yeah yeah um i do everything from home sometimes i get lucky and the venue like lets me be there a day or two earlier so i can design there um but otherwise everything comes from home that's good justin when you hear the word success what's the first thing that comes to mind what do you think of happiness <laughs> I just think about um, reaching your goals and being happy because to me that's the goal it's it's to be happy and proud of myself and my accomplishments um, 
so it's just working you or your way up um i think that's what i call success speaking about goals and we're coming to an end here soon what does the future look like for you and the business what are you most excited about for the next couple of years well for the next year i'm excited about bigger weddings <laughs> um really happy to see those coming in but for the for the next five years i would say i'm very excited to see my my business grow in other aspects like probably in hotels and restaurants um but also my goal is really to work with with like commercial brand like commercial um in, more in the commercial side like people who need flowers like i said on on um on maybe a, a video clip or um a store window or a, a photo shoot um something different that allows me to create and where i have free brains to do something that we haven't seen before and that isn't conventional as conventional as what we would do for a wedding for example I like that. When you're not busy running the business, what do you like to do for fun in your free time? Um, I I love working out. Um, I love spending time with my family. I was I was there um, the past couple of weeks, um, so it was great because I, I have younger siblings that are still back home, um, so I really enjoyed that, and I I enjoyed having the freedom to just take off and and be there um whereas before i had to do pto and i didn't have a lot of days um so that's amazing um that i get to do that and enjoy my time more <laughs> that's amazing you were just there how long were you there for yeah so we we went to morocco for uh two weeks and then algeria for another two weeks because my fiance is from Morocco and I'm from Algeria. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, even though we there, we share a border, we had to go through Tunis Tunisia and then back because of political issues that the countries are having. Um, hopefully, one day we can just take a car and cross the border. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yeah. nice. A uh, a month. That's a very nice trip. Yep. 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 It was, yeah, it was very nice. Do you go back often home, or uh, when was the last time you went back? Uh, the last time was July of last year. So a year and, oh, yeah. and a few months. Okay. So you go, you go pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. I try to. Okay. Where can people find out more information? Yes. When they hear this, they're interested, they want to see, they want to get in touch with you. Where can they go to please? Yeah, they can definitely reach out uh, to my Instagram or through um, my, my phone number. All of my con contact will be listed on my bio. And uh, the name is the capital underscore, the underscore, capital underscore flower underscore fairy. So it's the capital flower fairy. Um, and I have a website available uh, as well that has all of the information. Fantastic. Yasmin, thank you so much for coming on today. Had a fun time. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed our talk. Me too. Take care. Take care. Bye, Otto. Bye.